Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Jimmy Jenkins. And I'm Yael Grauer, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. This past Friday, the CIA, FBI, and NSA released a report assessing Russian activities and intentions in recent U.S. elections. This report gave a little bit more detail on the intelligence community's claims that Russia was responsible for influencing our election. Michael Lee is a technologist writing for The Intercept. He says there is publicly available information that points to Russian interference, but it's not included in the report. Which begs the question, why did they leave it out? So the intelligence community has this really big overclassification problem and a really big aversion to any of their classified stuff ever getting published. And so that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're so incredibly angry about leaks. And so I think that the full classified report that Obama and Trump got access to included that stuff, most likely. But then it went through this process to redact stuff in order to publish an unclassified version. And that process just like stripped everything out. I think that there was probably an internal struggle for how much detail they should include, and the people who wanted secrecy kind of won out. The report didn't give us much information about the methods and sources the intelligence community used to get to its conclusion. Micah thinks that in some cases, divulging a little more information to the public is warranted. It would be way easier to argue that Russia is interfering with the U.S. election if the intelligence community would just give us more to work with. This is a pretty big deal. It's the presidential election of the United States, and and it's kind of about democracy. So there's two different versions of this report out there. Donald Trump has seen the unclassified version, and Micah says his reaction after hearing the information is telling. He kind of admitted that, okay, Russia probably hacked the DNC, but then in his statement he was like, but that didn't influence the election at all, so I just won fair and square. And so I think that like the fact that Trump after hearing all the classified details, kind of admits that Russia might have been behind the hacking. That makes it even more likely that it was Russia. That said, it's not like the government has a perfect track record as far as releasing accurate information is concerned. The intelligence community has a history of lying. And so you can't take anything that they say, you know, at face value. You, like, you have to be skeptical of everything. So like a couple of days ago, when Clapper was testifying to Congress about how it was Russia. Uh, This is the same guy who testified in front of Congress before, who just straight up lied about NSA spying on Americans. And so it's like he doesn't really have any credibility. (laughs) And the intelligence community as a whole doesn't have very good credibility because they have a history of lying. In fact, much of the recent findings on these attacks has been unreliable. A report released at the end of last year on Russia's cyber attacks against our election system included a list of Russian IP addresses. But Micah found that almost half of those addresses were Tor exit nodes. It's a network that people can use to basically be anonymous on the internet or to circumvent censorship. And the way that it works is there are about 7,000 nodes right now, and each node is just a server that somebody runs. They're all run by volunteers. And if I'm using a Tor browser to uh, visit FBI.gov, then what I do is I open up Tor browser, I type in FBI.gov, and then my web request bounces through multiple different Tor nodes before finally exiting the Tor network. And when it goes to FBI.gov, FBI logs a Tor exit node IP address in their logs. But if I'm just using my normal browser to visit FBI.gov, then FBI will log my IP address. 
one way of thinking of it is you can use Tor to visit websites, and instead of the websites knowing that it's you, all they know is that you're a Tor user. And so about half of the IP addresses that the U.S. government claims came from Russian hackers were actually Tornode IP addresses, which means that anybody in the world could use those. It doesn't mean that it wasn't Russian hackers, but just based on that, there's no way to actually tell that they were Russian hackers using those IPs because anyone in the world can use those IPs because anyone in the world can use Tor. Friday's report came out the day after top intelligence officials testified before the Senate Armed Services Committee, but it didn't really contain anything explosive. Maybe that's why they dumped it on a Friday. It gave a lot of conclusions. I don't think that we knew that the FBI and CIA had full confidence that Putin ordered stuff, but NSA had moderate confidence. And there's like little bits like that, but in terms of actually providing evidence for all of these assertions, it it didn't really give us anything new. Micah Lee is a technologist at The Intercept. Find him on TheIntercept.com or on Twitter at Micah F. Lee. I'm Yael Grauer. And I'm Jimmy Jenkins. We'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive.